Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, Five Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Eddie Hearn. Eddie, good to see you. Hi. Why do you always do that when we... I don't know what else to do. You just go, hi. Hi. Because the light's a bit bright, isn't People it? People don't look at the camera, look at me. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> don't be shy, I'm just kidding. Very shy. Um, obviously, we just uh, wrapped up the media workout here for Joshua and Usyk. What were your initial thoughts? Because I noticed that neither one of them really gave anything away. No, it's obviously, because of COVID, we didn't open it up to the public today. We're doing that to the weigh-in uh, on Friday at the O2. And I think... <laughs> Fighters, you, you look at the fighters that are at different stages of their career. The younger guys come out, they do like 10 minutes of skipping, five rounds of pads, shadow, and then the more experienced guys come out and just sort of do one round of shadow and then do a bit of juggling and go, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like if you imagine uh, a big horse race and, and the, the horses walk around the ring, yeah. you know, before the big race. This is it. This is our chance as, as media and fans just to have a look at them. That's the perfect example exactly. of what they did. It is, it? And it's like, you see Usyk, he looks big. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he looks a lot bigger than he did when he boxed Chisora. AJ looks in tremendous shape. I think he's going to be a brilliant fight. How many pounds do you reckon that Usyk has gained for this fight? Um, did he come in at 222 against Chisora? Something like that. I reckon that Usyk is going to be between six and eight pounds heavier than he was against Chisora. He looks bigger, his shoulders yeah. look bigger, his neck looks bigger. I, people talk about how lean AJ is, he looked massive. Like, I don't see him being that much lighter than, than Ruiz too, when he started coming in a little bit lighter again. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I just think it's going to be a tremendous fight. Two highly skilled elite heavyweights and uh, we're, going to, we're going to be in for a treat. How do you think, you know, six to eight, even 10 pounds, that's a lot of weight. Mm. Um, how, how do you think that sort of affects Usyk's mobility? I don't know. I mean, some people say it'll slow him down. Some people think that it might give him a bit, a bit more punch resistance. But the same for AJ, you know, when he was big and strong and 19 stone or 18 stone something, I don't think he was punching as hard as he does now. Mm. And he certainly wasn't as sharp as he is now. So I don't know, I think it's tough to tell. Um, I think the, the the attributes Usyk needs in this fight is speed. And I think that comes when you're lighter, Yeah. quite frankly. 
Um, it but sort of seems like the angle that AJ's taking. AJ, uh, AJ's not buying the too big, too strong bulldoze Usyk. He's buying the I need to, I need to outskill him at times as well. And I'm not going to do that if I'm sluggish and I'm big and I'm slow. So yeah, he's definitely. I think with AJ, he never. It's not like someone who's making weight. You won't see him get on the scales after every session. He'll just train in the way that the team feels is the most effective way to train for Usyk. And in the old days, it would be geared towards lifting and, and strength and explosive work. And now it's geared more towards boxing. You know, done so many rounds of sparring for this fight, but doing many more rounds of sparring than, than doing the, the S&C. Mm -hmm. Just being boxing fit. Because in the past, he'd come in, you know, and he'd, he'd, he'd unload for three or four rounds. And then he wouldn't have the experience of doing 12 championship rounds. I feel like with Anthony Joshua, a lot of people, at least this is sort of the general consensus of what I'm getting online, is that uh, the keys of victory for Asia is to obviously use the size advantage. Uh, obviously, he's a good boxer as well, but Alexander Usyk is a superior boxer. Mm. So does he... Maybe. Does he... Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I believe that people underrate AJ's boxing ability, and I think he's getting better and better. The bit that's a little bit worrying is there's definitely a side to AJ that wants to show you that he's the superior boxer mm. in this fight, which is a could be a dangerous tactic if he don't get it right. Because yes, you're right, his power and his speed and he, you know his accuracy could be telling in this fight, but he definitely wants to show people how good he is technically. Mm -hmm. And it, well, you won't see a performance like Ruiz where he had to be super careful, but you may see a performance of you know, taking his time and breaking down and then ultimately beating him up. Um, it's going to be a really, really scary few rounds to start because I think it will be super cagey and I think there'll be a lot of feints and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite nervous, to be honest with you. I was going to ask you. I'm yeah. like, are you low-key nervous no, with I'm this always, I'm always... I'm, AJ is in the, the best frame of mind I think I've ever seen him for in a fight in terms of how comfortable he is, in terms of just his mindset... And that makes me more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to understand, AJ was in fights well before his time. So when he boxed, even when he boxed Dillian, you know, when he boxed Vladimir, even when he boxed Charles Martin, you know, Povetkin, Parker, like he was a novice. And he, say, didn't know what he was doing, but he went into a lot of those fights second-guessing himself mm -hmm. and had to just come out the other side by using strength and guts and, and power. Now he's a seasoned professional and he actually is comfortable in a ring and he knows what he's got to do. And I feel much more comfortable when that happens. But I also know how good Usyk is. And the thing that's scary about Usyk is not that he's a crazy guy and not that he's violent, because he's not. He's, he's really smart and, and mentally very strong. And that for me is the scariest thing going into this fight because it's not a guy that will crumble. It's a guy that in his head knows or thinks he knows how to beat AJ. And, and he's good at carrying out that game plan. Have you seen the like the mental homework yeah. that he does? It's very weird. I, I don't know. AJ's big on that. Like, you know, if you look at AJ's camp, he does all that brain training and stuff like that. It's really deep for me. But I've sat in many press conferences with Usyk and he just starts writing down numbers. Yeah. Dillian White gave a good interview the other day where he sort of said, you know, I think they said to him, yeah, Usyk's crazy when he's, he's not crazy. Like, he's not a crazy, violent man. It's just a bit eccentric. I do think a lot of it he plays up to as well. 
part of his character. Because of his lack of English, that's his way of putting across his personality. And it works for him. Because you, you think this guy, like, fans love him. He doesn't even speak their the language. But it's just the way yeah, he acts. It's, is, it's it, endearing. It is. Um, I, don't, I don't, you know, look too much into writing down numbers on bits of paper. But he's just, <laughs> he's just he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Smart no, guy inside the ring. Let's talk about the rematch. You did say that there is a rematch clause because I know for a while there, none of us really quite knew what Standard. the answer like you, You'll very rarely see a fight of that magnitude um, that doesn't involve a rematch clause, to be honest with you, with, with a champion and a challenger. Um, doesn't matter whether it's matchroom, top rank. I mean, every Lomachenko fight, you know, Campbell, Crawler, they were mandatories. They all had rematch clauses. By the way, Usyk's very happy with a rematch clause because he will make an absolute fortune yeah. <laughs> in, in that fight. So, yeah. Uh, Could you give us any details on the rematch clause? Nothing, really? No. I mean, just that it exists. And uh, You said he was going to make a fortune. I'm just curious. Because it would be a huge fight. Like Andy Ruiz made a fortune when he rematched uh, Anthony Joshua. It's just what happens. The fight becomes much bigger, but we're not planning on exercising any rematch clause in this yeah, fight. Yeah. Just about winning on Saturday and uh, it's nice to be involved in a fight where I'm sure there'll be a question or two about Tyson Fury and Undisputed but no one's in any in every question every interview I've done maybe one question but and I'm hoping you won't change the trend but <laughs> like no one's really every, everyone's so pumped for this fight and so excited for this fight that that's what we're focusing on and all these fights AJ against Pulev AJ against Ruiz 2 a little bit all over AJ Ruiz 1 was Wilder Fury Undisputed what you know and it, it I think AJ's excited by this fight, and, and so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I like is that we're starting to see a little bit more of AJ personally. Mm. Does that make sense? Because Do you know what I'm saying by mm. that? Like, when he does interviews, when he's talking, you know, he's t- chatting a bit of shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite liking that, actually. Yeah, I, just... I like the engagement he's been mm. doing with him and Tyson. Really, It really builds up mm. the future fight, should we hopefully get that at some point. But you... You've, I mean, we've represented AJ for eight years, of which I think, to be honest, you've probably been around for most of that time. You know he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's difficult for him to give every time for everyone, and sometimes you'll miss out on an interview and stuff like that. But generally, if he, if he could, he would do everything, right? I think through the Ruiz defeat, he just realised you know, a lot of people didn't turn their back on him, and this isn't you or media, but just generally... And I think he thought to himself, you know, I'm going to do it for myself, really, because you can't rely on people to love you forever, unequivocally. And I think one of the most pleasing things, which has probably seen him come out of his shell a little bit more, is the support he's had in the last six to nine months. I've seen a bit of a swing. You know, like, I feel like he got a lot of criticism about the Fury stuff originally. And then when people started to see the truth and actually believed that, we did want the fight and we were pushing for that fight. The new wave of support for him has been fantastic and within fighting Usyk and with people starting to look at the resume and go, do you know what, fair play to this guy. Like he's, he's fighting all these top heavyweights. How can you not like the guy? Like he's, a, he's, he's genuinely a lovely man. Um, and, and I've always wanted people to see that side of him because he's got a great energy. You know, like when you're around him, you, you feel uplifted. And, and I think some of that times he, he's having to put that on when he's probably tired and pissed off and like we all are. Yeah. But he has, he has a really good energy and he's a really good guy and he's out here now fighting for legacy. He's not fighting for money. And actually Norzusik, you know, and that's when you get great competition, you get great nights when it's, it's really, honestly, like 
I'm not saying AJ doesn't know how much money he's going to make on Saturday, but he's not thought about. He wouldn't. He wouldn't think about it once, and nor would Usyk, because this is purely about legacy and honour, and that's when you get like Canelo's the same. All the money in the world, you know, all the belts in the world, just about legacy and honour and winning, and that's that's when you're in it for all the right reasons. Uh, Dillian White, obviously, he's, you know, he's going to be fighting Otto Wallen. Great fight. I know, I just want to ask you about what you thought on Tyson Fury saying that he wanted to fight Dillian White in December. I mean, Dillian White's been ordered to fight, uh, sorry, Tyson Fury's been ordered to fight Dillian White on multiple occasions. I just, I can't believe people give Fury a pass for some of the things he says, but he's, he's eccentric. He likes to get people talking. He won't fight Dillian White, and ultimately he's going to fight Wilder, maybe. It's still three weeks this Saturday two weeks this Saturday two weeks, yeah. I mean I hope that fight happens I know he's in Vegas and but he's not prepared for that fight really um, and I hope he wins but you know I don't know why don't you think he's prepared because he's not you can tell by his camp you know he was prepared for that second fight he ain't he's not prepared he may be he may be well enough prepared to win this fight but he's not when I say he's not prepared Let's just say he's not prepared in the way that he was for the second fight. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't. I think he'll come in heavier. I think he probably hasn't had the sparring all the time. You know, he, he whether he did or didn't have COVID, he had the birth. I think of his daughter. You know, I know there's some problems there. Thank God that's fine. And I, if, if 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 you asked him honestly, have you had a hundred percent camp going into this fight? He couldn't possibly say yes. And that worries me because as you know, as as um, and are you saying that there's a chance now that you, because I know at one point it was kind of like you believe Tyson was going to win the trilogy. Do you feel like there's a chance that Deontay Wilder has an edge? No, he definitely doesn't have an edge, but he has an equalizer, you know. But like, like Tyson Fury at 50% shouldn't lose a round to Deontay Wilder. But you switch off once and you could go to sleep and that's what makes it exciting yeah. you know I can't I know that he's beaten him twice before and it, the last one was a mismatch but you can never say that a Wilder fight's not got some kind of excitement to it because he's very limited but he can really punch so I don't know I think because of Tyson not being 100% I think it'll be a lot more exciting than it should be because it should be a formality but it might not be uh, I just want to say thank you for making the fight on December 18th against the Josh Taylor fight as well because you just made me split between attending an event. That's all right. I'm for <laughs> you make your choice. And if you don't come to ours, you'll never be welcome back. Uh, no, no, look. You know, unfortunately, with COVID, there's very little arenas available. Manchester Arena was available and we just went for it. You know, it's going to be a massive undercard. It's a big heavyweight fight. Josh Taylor's a great fighter. Like, it is what it is, you know, um, and unfortunately it's difficult to get to get uh, venues at the moment, but it is what it is, and uh, it'll be our Christmas cracker, the Christmas yeah, cracker. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Ed, I want to ask you about an article that was written about DAZN USA. It, it insinuated as though, or was said, that the main objective at this point is to really focus more so on the UK market than it is the US market. Could you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't talk on behalf of the zone. I'd say that's probably fair. Like, I, I think that 
you know, DAZN is a massive business and it's a you know, sports streaming giant that has major rights for major sports in, in many different territories. I think sometimes people don't realise that, you know, in Italy they have the, the Serie A, the, the national football rights. You know, they're huge in Germany, in Canada, uh, in Japan. And, and there is a boxing element to their platform as well, which is their, their predominant focus in the UK and in America. I think that in America, they've got the model right now. You know, they spent a lot of money early on to establish their brand. Now they have a significant amount of subscribers. They have a great product that is very cost effective and great value for money for subscribers. And I think they're understanding the market a lot better. In the UK, they're very much more aggressive. I think they're going to add additional sports to that platform over time. So I think people might look at that comment a little bit, you know, as they shouldn't, which is just because they might have more of a focus in one specific market doesn't mean there isn't any focus in that market. Um, we have uh, many years left on our US boxing deal. They're very aggressive. We have uh, Mikey Garcia coming up on October 16th. We have at least two more fights to announce in November and December, Devin Haney being one of them. Um, we also have another big fight that we're working on to bring to the platform. Um, we've had a great run with Canelo Alvarez. Hopefully he returns after the plant fight, who knows? So. I can promise you there's definitely uh, focus on the US market, but certainly they are being very aggressive in the UK right now, and there's massive, massive plans. Um, one of those I'm hearing is that they bought BT Sport. Yeah, I've been asked that 400 times today as well, and that's not for me to comment. I've read the stuff. Obviously, I know bits and pieces. It all sounds incredibly exciting, and we'll see how that unfolds. Well, let's see what happens, right? Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it as always. Uh, oh, we did go over here quite a lot. Am I still on shot? No. Oh, well done, sir. You move so much, even though there's a you're barrier. You're aggressive. You're like this. Okay. <laughs> like that. And then by the end of it, I'm sort of edging back you like liar. this. You know what I mean? I'm going to chase you out of this interview is what I'm going to do. Um, is there anything we didn't cover that we should make sure we cover? Mm. Be at the weigh-in on Friday. Okay. We've got about three and a half, four thousand there already. You can still get tickets um, and get ready for general sale for White Wilding mm -hmm. tomorrow. Okay. And don't miss the big fights out. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.